Welcome to another episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Slim. And here in Calgary, the fitness community is so small. I mean, it's huge, but it's also really small. And I had the chance to catch up with Stevie Ogrednachuk, who she and I, we actually coached together at a boutique fitness studio here in Calgary. And we did it for several years. And she and I have very similar messages when it comes to health, wellness, overall, general just being well. And I think that you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode because to be honest with you, I mean, we're inundated with so much social media messages about what the right thing is and, you know, how to get six pack abs and how to lose belly fat in a week. And I think those messages are confused for a lot of people because it gives the message that this is a quick process. This is something that you can do overnight if you just work on this one thing and if you just pay for this other program. And I think that we are confused about what fitness and health is. So fitness doesn't have to be 90 minutes at the gym and, and grinding out your reps and going till failure and six pack abs and competing on stage. I mean, you have to find what works with you. This is definitely a game of self-awareness patience. You're going to get some real gems from Stevie out of this one. Uh, and if you want more information, she does have a program coming up here, kind of an eight-week challenge. Uh, we're recording this one in September. I think, believe it starts in October. The details are in the podcast. So if you're interested in, in that, just make sure that you listen on later into the podcast where she uh, talks a little bit more about that. Anyways, here's Stevie. She's got some great information. Uh, make sure that you follow along on social media at Slim Fitness. Those are my handles on any social media platform. And you can follow Stevie at Keep Moving Stevie. Anyways, here's Stevie. All right, welcome to another episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. This one, you know, it should be a lot of fun because I'm with Stevie Ogrednicek. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. She and I, you know, we've... we've cross paths quite a bit in our fitness sphere and it's it's great to connect because I really really appreciate what you're doing right now you're a health coach you're a life coach and you're basically helping women align their nutrition with their goals yeah. take it away I want to hear more about you who the heck are you who do you help who do you serve well you know I've always um you know, I've always been in fitness uh, I got my first fitness certification way back in 2004 but I always had this niggling feeling inside that I just wanted to get deeper when it came to kind of mindset, um, self-care, self-love with women. I, so years and years ago, I did my very first life coaching certification back in 2011. I think it crossed over into 2012. And then I did go off and I did kind of start with that coaching for weight loss and for you know body acceptance all the things but I just didn't have all the tools yet I think so that was about a decade ago almost now I'm still teaching fitness the whole time and so then you know I took another uh, life coach or a health coaching certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition which was great it was good a lot of people really love it and but I just didn't find it very client-centered or very actionable um, and then over COVID, what else could I do but take another certification? So I went with the Precision Nutrition, which I find very action-based, very client-centered. And, you know, I'm just really working towards, well, right now we're busy working towards a program um, for women in weight loss, but going at it with a positive mindset, 
learning how to customize their nutrition to their goals. So I'm just really happy that it's finally after a decade's worth of consideration and work in my own journey to finally get to this point. Super exciting. And I'm really excited about it. So, I mean, I want to know why, why are you so passionate about this? I mean, someone could just, just stay by the wayside and be like, listen, I'm in my own sphere right now. I'm a busy mother because you do have kids. Yeah. You've got a busy life. Like, why are, why are you hoping to help and serve other people? You know, it's always just, it's kind of always been in me. In fact, when I very first got my very first certification, um, it was actually, it was, I was teaching step aerobics on the, at the Y. And I was always interested in fitness as an adult. But the thing that got me there is I had my my older kids when I was quite young. And my husband and I were still in college and university. So we went to the Y in Edmonton and they gave us a membership like for our family because we were low income. We didn't have that much. We were going to school. And immediately I was like, well, I, I want to do something in return. So I volunteered and that's where I started. I started teaching steps. So I've always wanted to kind of, you know, give back. I feel like I'm not really someone who just sits around and lets life pass me by or doesn't help out. But with what I'm doing right now with the women and kind of body image, weight loss, all the things, just years of, for, for me going through my own journey, but also listening because I've, you know, met hundreds of maybe thousands of women in all of these years um, who I just listen to the things that they're saying either about themselves or about their goals. And it, it just, it, honestly, it kills me a little bit inside because I know that there's a better way. Um, I know there's better way to do things. And truly, like when I look at people and Justin, I think you can relate. When I look at people, I just, I just see, you know, a really strong, amazing, beautiful person where I'm trying to coach people to see the same things that I'm seeing and be able to just uncover their best self, live their best life. And I guess that's where, why I, you couldn't stand back anymore. It's just, I just, I heard so much. I heard so many people, so many stories. And I thought it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be miserable. Yeah, totally. And, and I appreciate you saying where you started and, and you mentioned all those years ago. So how many years experience do you have in fitness? Um, you did mention 2011 with the, you know, the, yeah, the life coaching so thing of this precision started, nutrition, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I started teaching step classes in 2004. Um, I got my first Pilates certification from Matt Pilates through Stott in 2006. And then, you know, I've had, I've done, I've done it all. I've a uh, personal trainer. I've got all the certifications. And currently, of course, Justin and I know each other from a boutique fitness um, as coaches. And I'm under the orange light. Some of you will recognize that. And then also now I'm a Pilates instructor here in Calgary um, on reformers doing classes. So I don't think I'll ever leave the fitness part of it. I just adore it. I love it. Um, and but having this extra tool in my box is it's really important to me. And I really, I really love to bring that into people's lives, make them see something a little differently. Totally. And I think that that's important to remember too, that this, this thing that we're doing called life, I mean, to live a healthy life is not just sets and reps at a gym, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could kill yourself in the gym. I mean, seven days a week and you, you ultimately, 
you may not still be happy with yourself at the, the end of the day. So it's, I love no. that you're doing that all encompassing thing. A hundred percent. And, you know, even when we're going for a goal, I always ask my clients, why, why do they want that goal? Because, you know, sometimes from the outside looking in, you, we think, you know, either the workouts or the nutrition or whatever, that that is going to make us happy. That's going to bring us happiness. Um, and obviously we need to dig a little deeper because wherever you are, there you are. So like, you just have to kind of work from the inside out, as I like to say, but also being patient with yourself and kind of getting to know yourself a little bit, like what, and what, what are you actually working for? What do you want? And we go through that a lot with my clients. Uh, and that is like, it's a work in itself, right? To help someone through that journey, right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, if, if I mean, I've seen it in my clients too, where it's like, you watch them go through all this work, and they're doing amazing work. And then at the end of the day, if they have a piece of cake, they start shaming mm. themselves, and they start saying, I'm a failure. And it's just it's this negative self talk that I've been noticing yes. big time. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Well, I think that's all or nothing. I think that's kind of all or nothing. And I see that with 90% of my clients that it's got to be all or it's nothing. So either we go, we white knuckle it all day long, we're at a birthday party, even our birthday party, and we don't we say no thank you to the cake. And then that's miserable as far as I'm concerned, or we have the cake and then just to say, well, I guess I'm not going to get my goals now. Goals aren't happening because I did that. Um, and then it kind of goes on from there. Sorry, I think I might have muted for a second. But so it's that all or nothing mentality. And one of the big things, sorry, my phone keeps dimming, so I'm touching it. But <laughs> oh, my, that all or nothing mentality, um, what I tell my clients over and over and over, we're looking for better, not perfect. So we're going to consistently make better choices because all perfection is going to do, you're going to try to be perfect. We understand that there is no perfect. We go back down to the beginning. Well, we don't understand it, but there is no perfect. So we, again, try to be perfect, have the cake, go back to the beginning, try to be perfect, have the donut, go back. To, you know, so it's kind of a cycle that keeps us back at the beginning. Whereas those little tiny little betters consistently are going to move us forward. So yeah, that all or nothing. I feel like I have it too. I feel like it's a pretty normal um, way for us humans to react to things. And for some reason, when it comes to nutrition, we we really go for it. We really we really grab onto that. So yeah, I um. But have the cake. If you want the cake, have the cake. <laughs> That's what I and say I, to people. I'm never gonna totally. say no piece of cake again. Never, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. And like, I, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. When I first started my fitness journey, it, I did try to focus on whatever form of perfection was. Mm -hmm. And I thought like, I've got some pretty scary stories about how extreme I went. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. You start to discover as you go through this journey that it's not about six pack abs. And it's yeah. not about how light you are on the scale. And I think that yeah. that's really, really shifted um for me and my clients and maybe it's shifted for you too but i think that a lot of people have this image of what perfect is right and mm. that's that to me is like a really it's a it's a slippery slope because if you it, if you get too perfect 
I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's like, it's just yeah. like, it's a slippery slope and it's dangerous. It's dangerous for like the era that we're headed to with our kids mm -hmm. and, and everything like that. So, well, and we're talking about with our kids and like just seeing the images, like constantly imprinting and images in your head, you know, when you're scrolling, scrolling social media and you're constantly seeing, like, it's just, it happens so fast. You don't even know, but all of those images are imprinting on our brains. Right. And so maybe there is that definition that somebody kind of sees themselves as, but you know, we're just all so different. We're also, we're all, our body types are also different. And, you know, this, there's a, a body positive movement and it's sometimes it can be pretty extreme, but you know, there are some good messages from it. And the, just the var seeing more variety and body types in the media, things like that are going to be so helpful. So they don't constant, so people don't constantly see, like you said, the six, pack. like a guy with the six pack abs, I don't know what we were, what was I watching the other day with my kids on? T oh, it was Love Island. And you just, <laughs> you just watch all these images. Guilty images, pleasure. Images. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, this isn't real life. But it's just being imprinted on our minds uh, without us even knowing it. Like it's, it's like a sneak attack. But fact of the matter is, we're all very different. We all have very different body types. We're going to look different. And even like I say this too to my clients, if you, look at a body and you decide you are like, okay, that's what I want to be like. Well, even if you eat the exact same and exercise the exact same as that person, it's not going to happen. It's just not. So yeah, it's a, you're right. It is a slippery slope. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think right now in our society with just the constant images in our brains without a lot of context, it's maybe it's getting worse. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. My kids are pretty, they seem pretty relaxed in their bodies, which is nice. Awesome. And they're kind of right in that age, like 20 years old, 19 and then 14. So it's, it's, but it's tough. Like it is. It is. And no you know perfect, what too? Like, yeah. are your kids on TikTok? Yes. You know? Okay. So here's the thing. So I'm on TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed about TikTok is it, like, to me, that I'm finding is so dangerous especially mm -hmm. for our youth and like yeah i can appreciate that it's fun and it's light and everything like that but the fitness side of it you've got a lot of bodybuilders mm -hmm. you've got a lot of people competing on stage and you've got a lot of uh power lifters as well who are telling you the message that deadlift bench and squat are your only three lifts yeah. everything else it doesn't matter and to mm -hmm. me that is giving people the impression that you need to be a certain way to be accepted and to be right and to be allowed. And I think that that is so unfair, especially to our youth, um, because I think the minimum age to go on TikTok is like 13 years old. Yeah. And when you have this face who's like giving this authority figure, mm. it's just, you know, what are we setting themselves up for, right? Yes, TikTok terrifies me. Because again, when especially when we're young and our brain sees an image or hears a message, it kind of just accepts it as truth unless we consciously say, well, unless we consciously try to like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We consciously question it. Our brain is like, oh, that's truth. Like we see it, that must be truth. And especially with my youngest. So my older two are on it quite a bit, but my it's my youngest that kind of scares me the most, the 14 year old, because you know, I don't really see the guy side as much, but I do see a lot of women on there, you know, saying what they ate, 
and it's like some broccoli and some air, um, you know, things like that. And that stuff freaks me out for sure. And I do, I agree with you. I do think it's dangerous and it's, it's even hard to monitor, like to see, show me what you've been looking at. And then it's, um, you kind of go through, you can't, it's, it's very complicated and it's a little bit scary. And you know, their for you pages, well, I could go into this forever, but have <laughs> you, you watch the social dilemma and yeah. Like, yeah, everything changes. Right. But, um, yeah, it is. There's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to fitness and nutrition, a hundred percent. And I, for one, I kind of stay on the Instagram in like Instagram sphere, but, and I, what I, I follow accounts that I don't agree with on purpose because I don't want to be in a silo of just people who preach the same things as me. So I'm trying to, you know, show a big, I, I just want to show my brain a different thing so that I can stop and think about it and question things. And what I'm seeing is that everybody is very divided. Like you said, those guys will say the only things you should do is this. Well, as other people will say, the only thing you should do is keto. Like there's, it's very divided. And I just, I'm trying to, with my clients, just bring a sense of relaxation to all of that. It's actually doesn't have to be complicated. Like we just have to, you know, like eat some protein, eat some veggies, be a moderate, understand some hunger cues, maybe track and count for a little while until you can understand what a portion size looks like for you. Um, but truly just relax about it. Um, I get asked a lot, can I eat this? Can I eat? You can eat whatever you want. As long as you are making that choice for yourself, you're choosing to do it, eat whatever you want and take responsibility for it. So if it's a whole, I don't know, what's good? <laughs> oh, blizzards. I love Dairy Queen blizzards, um, but they're ridiculous. I don't know. It's like 700 calories. Or I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but I will make that choice. And like, yeah, this is what I'm doing today. This is my choice. And I'm going to be, I'm not going to beat myself up about it tomorrow. I'm not going to restrict. I'm not going to work out harder. I'm going to go on with my life because it doesn't one time. It's fine. It's fine. As long as you're consistent with, you know, healthy foods in the most part, you're fine. That 80, 20 totally. rule. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I'm glad that you mentioned the social media side of things. It's, and it, it's easy for us to say, you know, in the in the fitness and health sphere to say it's not that complicated, right? But people mm -hmm, want true. a blueprint. Like they want, mm -hmm. tell me what to do when I wake up in the morning. Tell me what to do at 10 a.m. Tell me what to do at noon because true. they think that that is going to be a one-size-fits-all and it's not a one-size-fits-all, yeah. right? 100%. And like people are looking for tangible, tangible. Like what can I grab a hold of in yeah. this moment? And I think that that you know, over the years that I've had my experience, it's that where you, you can't grasp this. It's like, it's listening and learning and listening and learning mm -hmm. and failing and failing, failing. Please yeah. don't be afraid to fail when you are going through a fitness journey, a health journey, whatever, yeah. weight loss, weight gain, maintenance, it really doesn't matter, but you have mm -hmm. to learn and be okay with failure. Yes. That's a big one. And I, failure, um, again, it's the all or nothing. Uh, so the failure with my clients, we say failure is feedback. It's not failure, it's feedback so that you can learn. What are you learning from it? Um, maybe 
keto is not for me, whatever, whatever it was. And but then you don't just stop your journey. But you you say, okay, well, I'm going to chalk that up to experience and you move on. And, and I and I kind of, again, it's where we just try to be so perfect with our health and fitness. But I always kind of go back to like, when a baby learns to walk, like you can imagine them getting up to toddle around falling down on their seat one time and being like, that's enough of that. Like they just get up, they get up, they get up, they get up. And it's important to do the same thing. It's you, you're right. It, we do say it's not complicated. I do say it's not complicated. The thing that's tough is awareness. It's patience. It's, you know, learning what your body is asking of you or telling you, because we have to, we have to go inside, we have to get mindful about it. And in our days of, you know, quick news, quick social media, quick this. Like I tell my kids, I'm like, when I was young, we used to have to rewind a movie before we watched it. Like just that patience, we just don't have it anymore. So um, yeah, it's kind of slowing down, getting to know yourself a little bit better is I think a big part of the journey for a lasting journey. And I think maybe you're right, like about when people try to grasp onto things, um, well, for one, there's so much information out there. So it's like, what do I choose? Which one of these things? And some of the things that tell you what not to eat, I think people like that direction. And so I, that's perhaps why they will go towards that. Um, but I'm never going to tell my clients what not to eat. It's got to be totally up to them. And again, I empower people with their own awareness which I think is important going forward to maintain your results. Totally. And I think like it goes back to the coaching side too. Um, the one thing that, that I tell my clients, there are no good and bad foods. Once you eliminate that mm. language from your mind, right? Mm -hmm. And it, so what I focus on big time is like there's growing foods and there's fun foods. Both mm -hmm. have a positive connotation, right? And there's room for both. Right. Like, yeah, like, like we it. said at the beginning, have a DQ blizzard. I'm not even going to lie. I can see Dairy Queen out of my window right now across <laughs> the street from my house. So that would be dangerous. I know. <laughs> right. But it's like it, that's growing foods. And I mean, I've got a five, four year old and a six month old. I mean, if we want to mm -hmm. go get some ice cream, we're going to go have some ice cream. We're going to own oh, yeah. the decision. We're going to move on from there. Like it doesn't have to be so traumatic that that you start down this slippery, the, you know, this, this negative self-talk yeah. and this downward spiral, because at the end of the day, it's like, you have to be okay with yourself being in your own skin. And you know, that's, yeah. that's, it's, it's and a work in progress. I think everybody's working on it and mm -hmm. you know, it takes time and patience. Yeah. And it totally does. And whatever you're choosing as your lifestyle change or whatever it is you want to call it, it has to be sustainable. Otherwise, on the weekend, the weekend comes and we're eating all the DQ blizzards or, you know, like it's, yeah, it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be something that you can be in it for the long term because we have to take care of ourselves past our goals. It's got to keep going. So it's got to be sustainable. And kind of what you mentioned about fun foods. I like that a lot and growing foods. Like we have um, a lot of people we used to talk, we wanted to take, you know, there's emotional eating, there's taking the emotion out of foods, but I like the emotion in my food. And I was one of the people who was always like, food should be neutral. 
and I don't believe food should be good or bad. I think it's neutral in that way. However, when it comes to celebrations or even comforting myself with some food, if I've had a really bad day, as long as I'm keeping that awareness into what I'm doing, I'm cool with it. Like, and if who, like the the food with celebration, like it's just, it's, it's so lovely and it's so important. It's such a big part of our culture that, yeah, I don't ever want to give that up. I want to keep that emotional tie to it. Like a Dairy Queen Blade, having my, when my kids were little, I just, when you said that about Dairy Queen blizzards, taking the three of them to get ice cream was one of my very favorite things to do. And I'm not going to not have one. I would, well, if I didn't want one, of course I wouldn't, but I, I want to participate. So yeah, it's, it's all about finding that, um, I don't know that I'm, it's, I feel like it's an empowerment that you can own your choices. And I don't know what you, if you think the same way, and this is why you took the good and bad out of it, is that if you think of a food as bad, I don't know about you, but I want it. Like if I, yeah. That's exactly I, why, because then you start to, you start to restrict, restrict, to the restrict. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'll just have one. And then it turns into 10 and then it turns into the whole box of cookies. And you're like, you're just beating yourself up. And I think that that's why once you just rework and, and turn that one screw in your head to say, this mm -hmm. isn't bad, having one cookie is fine. Having 10 cookies is fine, right? Like you said, mm -hmm. you're never going to tell someone that the food isn't bad for you. And I think it's just, once you realize that, it actually turns a corner in your mind where, you, mm -hmm. where the, the binging starts to perhaps lessen or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I do 100%. And I see it a lot. And it is a it's a hard thing to turn around like that is hardwired in our brains about the bad foods and the good foods. And, you know, of course, like a whole a, foods on a continuum and a whole food, you know, an apple is going to give you a lot of more micronutrients, it's going to give you a lot more that your body wants than a blizzard. But that apple isn't going to give me the same experience as, like I said, ice cream with my family. So it's a kind of a different thing. And um, we live in a society where there's so much available to us all the time. Um, there's no Dairy Queen out my window. But during COVID, I learned that you can skip the dishes, Dairy Queen, to your house. <laughs> so, well, it's not across the street. It's just a couple taps away. So it's always available to us and just white knuckling it through life is it's it willpower is not going to last eventually our willpower is going to snap. So if we just, you know, say it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, don't want it, your brain's going to rebel, you're going to want it, you're going to want it more. So yeah, that's a to try to neutralize that. And on the same kind of thread, say it's weighing yourself on the scale, I kind of say the same thing. We try, I try to take the good or bad out of that. And again, that's another hefty, hefty bill to follow through on because it, it is, we have so much tied up in those things, the good, the bad, the evil, the good. Yeah. I mean, I love getting into this and like people probably listening or watching right now are too. They're like, okay, this is all well and good, but give me some stuff that I can take home and give me some stuff mm -hmm. that it's like, you know, I, I want to get this done and I want to, you know, make sure that I am seeing results. But you have to understand that this is not a three week fix. This is not a mm -hmm. seven day ab blaster or, a, you know, a 30 day detox or anything like that. And I talk about that a lot because yeah. once you clue into fitness and the big thing that I put on is you are going to live 30,000 days 
your entire life. So why are you trying to narrow your results and your success to a 30 day plan? Like it just doesn't work this way. And like, that Mm -hmm. is the takeaway in my opinion is that you need to start practicing patience and you need to focus on, you know, you know, just really listening to yourself, making mistakes and be patient. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a whole new lesson in self-talk, um, in mindset. And like, I've been working on this. Like I said, I did my first coaching certification in 2011 and I went into it with the intention, like it was something like this that I wanted to do. I just couldn't really put my thumb on it yet because there wasn't a lot out there. So I couldn't really compare it to anything else. Um, But I've done like a lot of my own work on neutralizing those things and, and finding patience and trying not to live in an all or nothing mentality or mindset. And it is, it's hard. And it's, it's a work in progress. I cannot definitely, I cannot 100% say to you that, um, I can overdo it with ice cream or that I sometimes don't think, ah, forget it. I did that thing. And now all my results are in the tank. Like, you know, we're human beings and we should be compassionate about ourselves, just like we are towards other people, um, about our journey. And again, like you said, yeah, it's not a 30 day, like I have an eight week program, but my eight week program, sometimes people get right onto it and they start right away. But some people take the information and they just ruminate with it. And maybe they start six months down the line and maybe it kind of clicks in because it's all going to be different for all of us. And that's all good. Like if you see something lose 10 pounds in a month, fine, but just understand that as soon as you go back to your nutrition, your, or the way you were eating before that 10 pounds going to come right back on. It just is. It's just not sustainable yeah. in those quick losses. Yeah. I, I got mad in the car the other day and I won't name the company because there was a radio ad and they're a big mm-hmm. national weight loss. I mean, everybody knows the name, but um, mm-hmm. their big plug is lose 16 pounds in a month. And I did the math. Oh. That's four weeks. Mm. That's four pounds a week. Like, how is that sustainable? Right? Yeah. Like, and how is that setting you up for life? It, it, it's, it's, it's really not. And, and I understand that people, yeah, you do want to kickstart a journey. You do want to make sure. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That's all well and good. It shows that you're motivated and it shows that mm-hmm. you want to take some action. But at the same time, if you, if you don't address what's going on in here and in here and, and really laying it out over that 30,000 days that I mentioned at the beginning, yeah. then, you know, that to me is the real key to unlock. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And I just have to say too, for people who like, you know, four pounds a week, it's just, it's just wrong. Like for, you know, two pounds a week would kind of, is kind of like a max fat loss, a healthy fat loss for a 200 pound man. That's two pounds a week. So even that two pounds a week, like kind of when we talked at the beginning about how I would see all these people in fitness classes and, you know, women that aren't losing two pounds a week and get really down on themselves. Well, that's because that's a lot for a woman. Yeah. So like four pounds a week is, is really, really aggressive. And for most of us, we're not going to see those kind of things. And when we talk about weight loss versus fat loss, there's that too. I don't want to lose a bunch of muscle personally. If I want to lose, if I'm going to go for a goal, I would want to lose fat. I don't want to lose muscle. 
Um, so that's a big part of it too, is that, yeah, like I can cut off my arm. I don't know how much do you think that weighs like seven pounds. I'm gonna, seven I'm pounds. Come on. Scale. Give yourself some credit. Well, you much, probably, I don't know. Yeah, well, Anyways, I, it weighs yeah. a little, 10 pounds. Sure. It weighs a little bit. Yeah. Those guns, I guess they weigh a little bit. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> so you cut off your arm, you step on the sale. There you go. You're down 10 pounds, but that's not what I'm interested in. You know, like I'm interested in that, you know, that extra fat, and losing that as opposed to the muscle. I want to keep my muscles. So, you know, it's got to be done in kind of a, in again, in that healthy way, patience, feeding totally. your muscle, um, and really getting clear on what we're doing and why. Totally. Yeah. Um, this has been awesome so far. And I think that, like, let's get into fitness a little bit because I want okay. to talk. I, you are, I mean, our time working together, you have an eye to help people with their core like I have not seen from anybody else, <laughs> where it's like you can easily tweak somebody and all of a sudden they've activated their core and they've mm -hmm. really dialed that in. So, so talk about the work that you've done with the core, talk about your Pilates uh, specialty and let's, let's talk about how someone yeah. can really focus on their core. Well, so like I said, way back in 2006, I was pregnant with my third when I had my Pilates exam. So, 2006. So the stop Pilates gave me a really good base to learn about my core, to learn about, you know, clients, to learn about core, the core. Um, they gave me, they were, it was a really, really good education. So I think I was lucky enough to have that base. Um, I then had, I'm going to say, I'm really bad with time. I had a bad injury. I had a couple bulging discs. Um, I have scoliosis. And so as my kids, as my kids kind of aged, I was, I'm going to say my youngest was, it's so about 10 years ago. I can't remember. Yes, my back hurt when I did my life coaching. So about 10 years ago, I um, had a couple bulging discs. I had some issues that I have been around the globe and back with. And a lot of it had to do with core. I've had three children. Um, I think the way women nowadays we have our kids and then well at least when I had mine it might be a little bit better now I was back as soon as they said I could run I was running I was pounding the pavement I was doing all the things where I believe now I think we should have a little more rehab for women with their core with their pelvic floor but that's hindsight um but I just I really learned a lot I think with my own body and then you know, I, and then with as far as people's core go and just doing little tweaks, I've been doing this for a long time. My eyes have been looking at a lot of bodies and, you know, it's actually not that it's simple, but you can really see when a spine is out of alignment, you know, going into a squat or going into whatever. And it can be, yeah, like you said, and you're really good for it too, that little tiny tweak that changes somebody's workout and but we are cores, like, even though, like, I can hammer myself through some serious core stuff. That being said, I still have a lot of imbalances, as we all do, like, you know, my obliques on one side don't fire quite right, or this and this. So, you know, you always get kind of deeper, deeper, deeper. And it's our powerhouse. Our core is just our everything. I always, I really like the analogy of our core being like the trunk of an old oak tree. And it's just really solid. And then we have, you know, all the branches, our arms and our legs and our head. And they can, with that core, that trunk being so nice and stable, 
those branches can go through tornadoes and hurricanes and, you know, they can bend and twist and do all the things yet that, that foundation stays strong. And I think that's important, especially as we age, as you know, I, I want to be a real healthy senior. So I'm just trying to stay totally straight and upright. Yeah, totally. So, um, I mean, let's talk about training as you age right now. Like, uh, I'm curious, what are you training right now? Are you training for anything specific? Uh, what's your biggest, what's, what's your split right now, I guess, for lack of a better term? So right now I'm doing three uh, full body strength days, but right now I'm tra- training unilaterally. So I'm doing everything one leg at a time because I'm really trying to build up some strength for my glutes. Um, which a lot of women need, you know, if you're having some low back stuff, you're having some core stuff, take a look at those glutes. But so I'm really doing I'm doing a lot of that. And of course, I'm doing my Pilates. I love the the core strength plus the mobility Pilates gives me. Um, It's really huge. And then well, I have a Peloton bike at home. And I yeah, so I've been trying to do two Peloton rides every week. But I broke my toe and I can't fit my foot in my shoe. (laughs) And it's been weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. And I also walk. I just, I really, I walk a lot. I clear my head. It's perfect for my mental health. It gets me that neat in, which is your non-exercise, non-exercise adaptive thermogenesis. Oh my God, I always forget that acronym. But I'm always getting that neat in and just you know, I just like to keep moving. Well, that's my, that's my brand. Keep moving. Keep moving, Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I, yeah, that's what I'm working on. I love that you mentioned walking. Um, first, and I mean, we're both from Calgary and mm-hmm. the weather this summer has actually been quite fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've gotten a lot of sunshine and I will say this one thing about COVID not, I mean, it sucks that we couldn't go to the gym. It sucks that things are, I get it, but I have never seen more people go outside I have never seen more people walk around my neighborhood. And yeah. to me, that is just amazing because as able-bodied people, that is the one thing that you can do for your health that is simple. Anybody can do it if you're able-bodied. Um, and it doesn't need to be like a four-hour hike or anything. Like you're talking maybe 20 minutes around the block. Um, yeah. And if you're, if you're a beginner, like go down the street and get the mail and then come back home. Mm-hmm. I walking is so underrated. In fact, when if I am in a fat loss phase, which I'm not right now, but if I am, I walk. I just walk like that's my cardio. I don't run. I don't kill myself on my Peloton bike. I have about two 20 minute cardios. That's it. Like I really focus on the strength and the walking and, you know, it changes everything and people really discount it. And they kind of like my clients, when I say, did you try walking? And they go, eh, but it's, it, it just, it's so good. It's so underrated and tr- people should, I agree with you, try it, park further away from the grocery store, walk around your house when you're on the phone, go get the mail. Like you said, just try to move. It really does make a difference. Sitting is wrecking us right now. And yeah, the walking is, a big deal. I agree. You say, you say that as I'm seated right now um, with my job, like I've been six months from home with COVID yeah. and everything like that. And yeah, I, I do sit a lot. And yeah. uh, just with the nature of the work I do, it's like, I mean, I'm not 
I'm not moving much, but I do know that just even getting up for 15 minutes and just walking around is so beneficial, mm. um, which is incredible. There's one yeah. thing that I, I wanted to ask you about yeah. um, in terms of a post that you put up on Instagram. And by the way, throw out your Instagram handle for everybody who's watching, listening right now so that they can get more information about what you do and who you are. Uh, it's at keep.moving.stevie. Awesome. So mm -hmm. the one thing that you posted that I thought was awesome was the cheat meal. And mm -hmm. um, that goes back to the connotation a little bit with words, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on cheat days and you know, is it something that people should be putting into their, their plan? You know, if it works for them and they, their, you know, their mindset is still positive and it, if it's working for you, fine. Like if it's truly working for you and you feel positive, it's, if it's a positive thing, fine. But if it's um, kind of like a reward because you didn't, because you restricted for a week or if it like, I don't know. I've heard again, talk to so many people, cheat meals go awry and you start your cheat meal on Friday night and you end your cheat meal on Sunday evening and everything you did through the week is negated anyway. So why not just add what you want throughout the week and just kind of keep it steady and not mess with that mindset so much by, you know, going into those overactive cheat meals. Um, cheat meals used to be a thing I would do all the time. But again, I, for me, it goes back to neutralizing food and the good and the bad and, you know, like just adding the stuff in that you like in moderation and feeling happy about it. Basically, if somebody nowadays were to tell me, okay, this is your plan, this is your cheat meal, I would, I'm not comfortable with that again, but it's because I've been re working really hard to neutralize that good, the bad foods kind of comes down to that. Totally. And, and like, I love the idea too of throughout the day, if I feel like a cookie at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. I'm going to have that cookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being like, I have to wait till Sunday. I have to wait till Sunday. Yeah. You know? And I think that that too, I mean, it goes a long way too for, for the mental health that comes in to, to, to the mental side of this, you know, nutrition, fitness, whatever you want to call it, health journey that you're on too. I think that that goes a long way as well. I agree. Cool. Um, so Stevie, this has been great. Is there anything that you, here, here's one for you. Okay. Yeah. So as a parent, as a parent with, you know, kids in their teens and everything like that, how do you keep them motivated to, I mean, e even if they're not in health and fitness, I want to know, like, how do you mm -hmm. keep them motivated to keep going? You know, it's been a tough COVID, um, like for everybody. And we we're pretty open family so we do communicate we reach out for help where we need it and my kids are really good at wanting to feel good so for instance my youngest who's in the ninth grade my husband said okay 10 o'clock's the bedtime um stick to 10 and she was just she's like came up to me crying because dad said he laid down the law 10 o'clock bedtime she said but you guys know me you know that I'm not going to go to bed too late because I don't want to feel bad the next day and I was like yeah that's right you they you know they are pretty responsible about doing the things um I love that Peloton bike that we have because all the girls will go down and ride it and you know just kind of I don't ever force anything on them however mom's cure 
is to, if they're upset or, you know, whatever's going on with the life in their life, I say, go for a walk, just go for a walk, which they think is funny, because that's my cure all for everything. But they, you know, they are pretty motivated kids and pretty lucky. And, you know, I think Ryan and I stay pretty motivated as well. So they just, they just fall into line. They're pretty, they're really good kids. They're really self-aware. Nice. Now, yeah, I'm lucky. here's another one too. <laughs> Household full of girls. How does Ryan do? How does Ryan do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first of all, Ryan is such a good girl dad and I like you're you're a girl dad and you're going to be you're well you're already an amazing girl dad but I tell you it's going to get more interesting um he he's really you know he's patient but he's still dad so you know like he's, he will st still throw down that hammer when things get a little crazy but he's he's really open he's really ready to he's you know, willing to listen to all the things that make him uncomfortable. Sometimes he'll just say to me, I don't know what I said. I don't know what just happened. I don't know what I said. And sometimes he just goes and mows the lawn. So <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot like, and mm -hmm. you know, we're all, you know, we're, we're grown, not, we're grown to it. So it's like three women or four women, mm -hmm. Adam, and we have two dogs and they're both boys. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> He's real good. Yeah. Awesome. Stevie, I, it's been great to catch up. I mean, we work together in close quarters for the past couple of years, but you know, we miss you. We miss your face. We miss your, your, just your energy and your positivity and just, you know, your willingness to help, help, help. And I, I really appreciate that. So I just want to commend you for that. And, and, you know, I'm loving what you're doing on social media right now. I think that that's what we need in a world of just confusion and, you know, people being afraid right now, it's positivity and voices like yours. So I commend you for that. And I, I'm so grateful for everything that you're doing. Thanks, Justin. And right is, back at you. You're one of my favorites. Thank you. Is there anything that you wanted to um, throw out there before that we before we say goodbye? Yes, there is, actually. So I have a eight week program. It's a group coaching program coming up. Um, registration will start soon and you just watch my Instagram for that it will start the day after Thanksgiving which <laughs> it, it comes at kind of an interesting time but that's just when the dates roll together so October 13 the group will begin it will be capped so we'll have a lot of interest already I did a test group back in gosh I think it, we started it in May I don't remember exactly again I'm bad with time but that's it that sold out in a day so it's gonna I assume that everybody's gonna be excited to get on it's called mindset macros and moderation and it's just kind of more what we talked about but with some with you know with some actionable items that we can move through and I'm really excited about it so watch my insta for that and sorry, is that is that digital? Is that in person? How how does that work? Yeah, so it's going to be online. Um, I will send a workbook. We're going to have some a face a private Facebook group. I'll do some group coaching in there, and basically just kind of hold you through that eight weeks, and then let you fly. You can get that create a customizable program for you and for how you work and how your lifestyle is and all the things you like, if it's wine or pizza or date night or whatever it is, we work it all in. So I'm excited about it. Love it. That sounds Yay. fantastic. And uh, is it uh, uh, men, women, or is it just women? Or So it's just women for this one, just because of the Facebook group. We're going to make that a kind of women's group. 
but I've had a lot of interest from guys. So I think I'm probably going to start something different and make it geared more towards the guys uh, coming up soon. Love it. You mentioned yeah. your Instagram handle, but is there anywhere else that people can connect with you if they need more information? Yeah, I have a website, uh, keepmovingstevie.com. And there's actually a freebie on there. It's a nutrition guide that give you lots of actionable items you can do right now. So keepmovingstevie.com, you can check it out. And like I said, insta keep.moving.stevie. And yeah, I would love to connect with everybody there. And um, ask me questions, reach out to me on there. I love to have discussions on that on that account. Stevie, thank you so much. Uh, this has been just eye-opening and I love chatting, but I could talk about this all day long, but yeah, I wanna be respectful too. for your time. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm just gonna stop the recording, but just hang out for one sec, okay? Okay, thanks, Justin. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast. You know, it's so amazing how many of you are getting value out of this podcast, and I really appreciate it. If you can help me out by just giving this rate, this uh, podcast a five-star rating, make sure you leave a review so that we can share this information with a lot more people. Anyways, have an awesome day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.